Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. On this episode of the OFNT podcast, I have some tech news that concerns messaging for Android and iOS. Wacky entertainment news makes a minor comeback. And I throw in some podcast news. Instead of a rant, I finish up with my opinion of current events. Let's get to it. Hello, and welcome back to... Another episode of the OFNT podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart, New Tech. I'm your host and resident old fart, Jim Schaefer. I hope this finds you well and you're having a great week. Politics. First, they went after certain politicians, then law enforcement, and now they're after the military. The holiday of Memorial Day was created for the purpose of being a solemn day of remembrance for fallen service members. What it has become, despite recent and current conflicts, is a day of partying to kick off the summer. That and the sales of outdoor gear and mattresses. I realize things change, and with the shift to an all-volunteer military, the original purpose of the day has faded. What I didn't expect was an op-ed from the formerly newspaper of record, the New York Times. The title of the article was, Why Does the U.S. Military Celebrate White Supremacy? This opinion was authored by an anonymous editorial board. The article was published Memorial Day weekend, so the timing was planned. Where do I begin? I doubt any member of this mysterious board has served in or even had any interaction with the U.S. military. If they had, then they would have known that the military is the most, and I'll use one of the favorite words these opinion journalists love to spout, diverse organizations in the country, if not the world. But this article is par for the course for these desk-bound communists with their agenda-driven propaganda. Balanced reporting ended many years ago with all, and that includes Fox News, mainstream media. What surprised me, besides the timing of this article, was a lot of social media SJWs thought the article didn't go far enough. It's kind of sad to be a witness to the decline of a once great news organization. Nowadays, the best use of a copy of the New York Times is for placing on the bottom of a birdcage or wiping your ass with it because we do have a shortage of toilet paper. And the mainstream media wonders why normal citizens have lost faith in them and their skewed reporting and the open hostility displayed when 
they arrive on scene to so-called report on something. Tech news. Android headlines reporting that Google Messages RCS chats are going to get end-to-end encryption. What this means is if your carrier supports RCS, which stands for Rich Communication Services, and you are using the Google Messages app, not only will you get features like iMessages and WhatsApp, but your text messages will also be encrypted, which will prevent man-in-the-middle attacks and other hacks. This is good news. But the bad news is that T-Mobile is the only carrier that supports this protocol in the United States. Aliang News is reporting that mask manufacturing companies in South Korea are making masks using thinner material for wearing in warm weather. That's a great idea. It's not really that warm here, and already my mask is uncomfortable to wear. Hopefully, we won't have to wear it much longer. 9to5Mac.com is reporting that Apple is working to replace Messages app on Mac with a Catalyst version. They found this out by looking at the code from iOS, upcoming iOS 14. Catalyst is Apple's version of the old Microsoft Universal app concept, which enables developers to easily code just one version of an app that can run on both mobile and desktops. The iMessage app for iOS has added many new and useful features, but the Mac version of the app hasn't been updated since 2011. This will allow all those features from the iOS version to be ported to the Mac messaging app at last. It's about time. Responding to an iMessage using the Mac Messages app is cumbersome, and it's easier to just pick up your phone and do it that way. I can't wait for this to happen. Also from 9to5Mac.com, Apple acquires machine learning startup Inductive Incorporated to improve Siri data. Well, I hope this purchase does something, anything to improve Siri. I don't even use Siri. It's that useless. Apple is at a disadvantage versus Alexa and Google Assistant because all processes are accomplished on your phone versus going to a remote server like the others. This is great for privacy, but bad for everything else. I miss Cortana. Well, Spotify will no longer limit songs stored on your phone to 10,000, according to an article from 9to5google.com. I have to ask, who the hell has that many songs on their phone, and why would they want even more? Bloomberg.com has the headline, Huawei wants to hold talks with U.S. government, executive says. No, just no. I've noticed a push lately which features impassioned pleas from one Andy Purdy. He's a U.S.-born former security official for the Department of Homeland Security under George Bush. Can you say sellout? All over internet tech sites, you can find him trying to convince everyone that Huawei is safe and takes security seriously. Yeah, right. No matter how much money the CCP-controlled company is paying this guy, I have a hard time believing that he thinks anything coming from Huawei is even close to the truth. 
Oh, sure, Huawei might be secure for the time being, but that can change with one phone call from Beijing. The company must be feeling the pain of the sanctions and with the recent behavior of the Chinese government, now is not the time to negotiate. The rest of my tech news feed was dominated by stories about President Trump issuing a, an executive order concerning social media. About time he did. Why do you guys want some company censoring what you read without knowing what agenda they are pushing? Germany made an offer for Twitter to relocate to that country. Good. Go and take Facebook and all the other social media companies with you. They'll be your problem to deal with. I really think it's time for a reset of all social media. Tech I'm using. During this pandemic, I dusted off an old Pixel 3 and put it through its paces. The hardware is good and the phone is fast and snappy. The screen size at 5.5 inches, in my opinion, is the perfect size and the OLED display is great. Fortunately, I can't use this phone as a daily driver though because I quickly miss the superior UI of iOS. The apps are more polished and some have more features in their Android versions. I find that iOS is more intuitive also. The integration within the various pieces of the Apple ecosystem is unmatched by Android. What I love about Android, though, is the ability to customize everything and really make the phone your own. Could I use this phone in Android if my iPhone broke? Absolutely I could. But for now, I'm iOS all the way. Entertainment News HBO Max launched on the 27th of May, and I was upgraded to it automatically because I was subscribed to the company's HBO Now service. My first impressions are good. A lot of content is available, with more being added, much more than Disney+, Plus, which has been a disappointment to me. Disney promised more adult content, but I haven't noticed any. So if you, if you have young children, love Star Wars and the Marvel Universe, this is a great service. Disney Plus is less than half the cost per month uh, than HBO Max. But unfortunately, the only show that I really liked on Disney Plus was The Mandalorian. As I use HBO Max more, I'll update you on my impressions of the service. Well, Madonna is back for more even after her disastrous COVID-19 social media posts. I guess she just can't help herself. From the LATimes.com, singer Madonna has drawn harsh criticism on social media for sharing a video of her son dancing to a Michael Jackson song to honor George Floyd and protest all acts of racism. The video, tweeted on Thursday, sees 14-year-old David Banda passionately performing and raising a fist to the tune of Jackson's 1995 protest anthem, They Don't Care About Us. While her intentions were noble, the clip and caption prompted mixed feelings on Twitter. All right, that's enough. Why do these celebrities feel they have to get involved? Anything for attention and to keep their name out there, I guess. In Madonna's case, she's my age, and though she had a great run, the game has passed her by. 
Her poor, poor son David was adopted by the singer from Africa when that was the celebrity thing to do. Of course, now the in thing is having a transgendered child. By the looks of the video, the kid really should have had some sort of father figure in his life, if you know what I mean. Too bad the late Michael Jackson didn't write a song called They Don't Care About You, as that would have been more appropriate for the poor kid to dance to. Have you guys noticed the appearance of a lot of these women in media lately? I guess because of the quarantine, they are broadcasting from their homes, so they don't have the army of makeup artists and stylists behind them like they usually do. They are looking a little rough around the edges. Now, I'm not singling out women here because men always look disgusting to me, even in normal times. I'm noticing a lot of gray and not-so-blonde hair roots starting to show, and the difference in the makeup jobs is startling, especially around the eyes. Tough times, for sure. Podcast News Well, after the big Joe Rogan announcement, moving to be exclusive on Spotify story of last week, the dominant story is now the drama going on with the Call Her Daddy podcast. I realize I'm not the target audience for this show, but its reason for, for so much success eludes me. I might be old and old-fashioned, but listening to two women talk about performing sex acts in a, in a vulgar ma manner is not a turn-on for me. Heck, I can get that with any crowd of guys I happen to converse with. What happened to the era when women acted classy and seemed to be more logical and peaceful than men? I guess that time has long passed. Anyhow, back to the story. These two women, the host, Alexandra Cooper and Sophia Franklin, started this podcast and were about four episodes in when they were discovered by the CEO of Barstool Sports, Dave Portnoy. They were given a three-year contract, an annual salary of $70,000. The two hosts were also eligible for bonuses and a cut of merchandise sales. Pretty damn lucky, in my opinion. The show blew up, and the duo are rumored to have made upwards of $500,000 last year. Not a bad chunk of change. Well, recently, this Sophia Franklin started dating a an HBO sports executive who convinced her that he can get a better deal for them, so they should try and get out of their contract. The women went to Mr. Portnoy and expressed their concerns and he very generously were offered them a base salary of $500,000, a larger cut of the merch sales, and ownership of their show upon completion of their contract. Well, Alexandra Cooper was ready to accept on the spot, but her partner wasn't. A counter-demand was made by Sophia Franklin and her boyfriend that the host receive a base salary of $1 million apiece, an even larger percentage of merchandise sales, and the immediate ownership of the podcast. Portnoy told them to go screw themselves. The two women continued to produce the, con uh, the podcast while the boyfriend shopped the show around to other media companies. When other offers were obtained, they went back to Portnoy, who again rightfully reminded them of the legally binding contract they had signed and refused to give them ownership of the show. 
At this point, Sophia Franklin, now with more lawyers and represented by a talent agency, tried to convince her co-host to start a new show. This prompted Alexandra to get her own lawyer, hash out a deal with Barstool, and continue the podcast by herself. This woman is definitely the smarter of the two. Barstool gave this show advertisements, pushes on their other shows, and more. That was the cause of this podcast's rise in popularity. Without the backing of Barstool, these two would have remained in obscurity with a small audience. The CEO bent over backwards in the renegotiations, even though he didn't have to, being there was a legal contract. Can you imagine earning $500,000 a year with no cause for advertisements or equipment just for talking about your fellatio technique on a podcast? Greed knows no bounds. I wonder what Sophia Franklin is being offered these days besides an unemployment check. Podnews.net is reporting that ancient Larry King, remember him, is being paid $5 million for launching a podcast which will be called The Millionth Question. It will be produced by 444 Media. The show will feature interviews with music, comedy, sports, and popular culture personalities. Well, if you like softball interviews, this will be right up your alley. Good for him. Also from podnews.net, Amazon will be delivering podcasts soon. This according to Bloomberg. The Amazon Music app will be the platform that will host these shows. Folks, if you didn't already know it, podcasts are the new media, whether you like it or not. This is where I usually have a rant. I'm not going to rant today. Rather, I'm going to discuss the current situation. George Floyd was murdered. I don't care what the first autopsy has concluded. The man was walking and talking just fine before his encounter with those sorry excuses for cops. They are all embarrassments and they will get what they deserve. I'm a law enforcement officer at the federal level, and I can tell you that my extensive training never included kneeling on an arrestee's neck or any other part of their body, especially once the handcuffs are on. If I were to do that, my fellow officers first would stop me from doing so, and second, report me to management. Because of these obviously undertrained and undisciplined morons, a target has been placed on the back of all law enforcement personnel. Good job. The first protests occurred before the murderer was arrested and were peaceful. Then the thugs and criminals hijacked the protests, and then the Antifa communists took over. You can tell the Antifa members by their look. Young, usually young white guys with man buns wearing skinny black jeans, dark colored hoodies, and a backpack. These are what Lenin called the useful idiots. They've been around in this country since uh, the early 2000s, but the election of Trump has caused an increase in activity and funding. That's right, somebody's got to be funding these people. This group has just now been declared a domestic terrorist group, and hopefully they will be investigated and its funding cut off. And those knowingly funding Antifa should be charged, tried, and sentenced. That pussy mayor of Minneapolis sat back and did nothing for two days following the playbook of the other mayor of that bastion of wokeness, Portland, Oregon. 
Unfortunately, the governor of Minnesota is also weak as he did not do anything. The Minneapolis mayor blamed white supremacists and possibly drug cartels for the unrest. Even during a violent uprising, this mope still has to play politics. Mainstream media has been fanning these flames for years now, and when the CNN headquarters in Atlanta was attacked by, quote, protesters, I'm sure that organization's members were bewildered. The if-it-bleeds-it-leads narrative all these media outlets push is coming home to roost. I've punched out watching this agenda and personal opinion-driven drivel, and I don't believe anything to report no matter what ideology they are pushing. I read news sites which represent all viewpoints and come to my own conclusions, and so should you. And don't even get me started on social media. Well, the music's playing, so episode 31 concludes. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it, and I hope you found it worthwhile. You can contact me at OFNTpodcast at gmail.com if you are so inclined. Tell me how much I suck and suggest how I can improve this excuse of a show. I'd love to hear from you. Oh, and also, I'm on Twitter at OFNTpodcast. Be safe. I'll see you next week. Hopefully it'll be a better week for everybody. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Now peacefully get off my lawn take care guys see you next week Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.